You're listening to RJ and Austin's Mindset Matters, a podcast that explores the mindset nuances of aspiring and successful entrepreneurs. We are two real estate investors that were able to quit our W-2 jobs by challenging the mindsets we were taught in school and reprogramming ourselves to overcome traditional limiting beliefs. Join us each week as we explore the capabilities of an entrepreneur mindset. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another podcast of RJ and Austin's Mindset Matters. We got an awesome guest on today. His name is Raul Pino. I'm going to let Austin introduce him. But before we get to that, Austin, what's up, man? What's going on, man? Everything's good here in Naples. Um, starting to get hot again. Snowbirds are finally going home, so less traffic on the road. Happy about that. They're all coming back towards you in Chicago, man. So, oh god, uh, <laughs> just something to embrace um, within the next couple of weeks. But um, yeah, that's pretty much all new. Still doing some off-market um, campaigns, and that's about it. What about you? Not much. Uh, chilling over here. Still running through this flip. Got probably a month and a half left. Ran into some scheduling issues, but that's okay. Standard uh, flip stuff. You brought up an interesting, uh, well, brought up an interesting question in my head. How, what is that um, tourist population that moves Florida to Northern states? But we could figure that out later. I'll let you go ahead and introduce Raul. Yeah, so today we have a very good friend of mine, Raul Pino. Um, he's based in Miami, Florida. Me and Raul, we actually met in college, um, been friends for quite a few years now. Um, he was actually my fraternity brother back in college. We were in SIGEP, and um, after college, he started his own real estate investment firm in Miami, as well as his own brokerage as well. And um, I'll go ahead and let him take it from there. Good to have you That's on, great. Raul. I'm <laughs> glad to be on, guys. I appreciate you guys letting me, uh, my crazy ass from Miami, jump on this um but it's, i appreciate you guys having me yeah i mean if, if you want i'll just dive into a little bit about who the hype group is um and then we continue going from there uh i as soon as we graduated college i i had uh, another one of my best friends who i met in college um at an entrepreneurship camp called Biznovator camp down here in miami and i actually you know i became friends with him we were actually competition in the camp and then we you know we actually became friends um, after and honestly, we are complete polar opposites, uh, which is why it had been our business is being able to thrive the way that it's thriving, and we're having a thousand percent growth every year. Thank God for the past two years. Um, we started the company two years ago. <laughs> I'll tell you a little bit about how the name started. It's kind of funny. Uh, it's called the Hype Real Estate Group. We go by the Hype Group down here, um, and we were sitting at a actually a table like I'm sitting at now. I'm here at my in-laws right now. And it's funny because we were like, what the hell do we name our, our company? Is it the, you know, we're, we're men. So we were trying to be masculine. So we're like alpha dogs, wolf pack, realty, <laughs> all this shit. I was like, oh, that shit sounds corny as hell. Uh, so we were like, you know what, dude, we need something hype. And I just looked at him and was like, dude, let's just name it the hype group. <laughs> and he's like, hype, hype, it sounds good. And then funny enough, uh, fast forward a little bit more, um, we created well, one of my girlfriend's best friends. Uh, created a abbreviation for the hype group. Uh, it's helping you pursue excellence. Uh, so, you know, it's hype. It's helping you pursue excellence. And as you can tell, I don't fucking eat coffee in the morning. Hype as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's good shit. Did you graduate two years ago? Is that? No, 
No, okay. I graduated 2017. Yes, 2017. I think you graduated right before me, Austin, I think, if I'm not mistaken, 2016? Uh, 2018. Oh, oh, damn, you're younger than me. I forgot. Okay, cool. Uh, Yeah, no, I graduated 2017 with an international business and entrepreneurship degree. I kind of wish I didn't go to college and started real estate sooner. Um, I'd be, I'd be, I, I think I'd have more zeros in my name, to be honest, but yeah, don't we all, man? <laughs> yeah, that, I graduated all. that. And, and then now, I mean, we started the company officially in the heart of the pandemic, which I can go down a little yeah. bit a little later. Well, but I guess if I- actually, I was going to ask, like, what type of mental barriers did you have? Did you have to overcome going from college and then pursuing entrepreneurship rather than jumping into the corporate world? So I, I did jump into the corporate world, um, oh. and and from there I I decided that it wasn't for me, and I well I've always knew the corporate world wasn't for me, right? I figured since I was in kindergarten where I would sell erasers and pencils for twenty five cents <laughs> that I would sell enough pencils in my lifetime to not have to you know work for anybody else. So it was just always a mindset that I was at. And I think it was more of a, a combination of nature and nurture because I, I did have my father who, who would pr- program me, hey, one day you're, it's better. You don't trust me. You don't want to be my corporate America job. You're going to want to go and be your own boss. He kept like telling me that as I grew up and it just it just helped me. But uh, so I graduated college and I actually went to go work for a very good uh, company. I was making over six figures um, right off the bat initial pay. I was like, oh, you know what? This is cool. But I wasn't happy. And I, I hated every second of it. And and. And bro, when as soon as five came, yo, dude, you're not going to find me anywhere near my computer. <laughs> like I hated every yeah. second for a company called Paychex, which it was sales, right? But it was a bougie sales. So I was selling right. like uh, HR, workers' compensation, healthcare. I mean, everything bundled together, which I, I, if you see the numbers that they're making, the company, I was like, damn, I wish I'm making that money because yeah. I was selling $200,000 policies, which it made them have to only spend $5,000 worth of stuff. I'm like, damn, like the, wow. the money they're making was, was phenomenal. That's why they paid so well. But then towards the end of like, towards the end of that, I was like, I started getting more and dabbling more and more in real estate. And I was like, I love real estate, man. It really is phenomenal. So I said, screw this. In the how, heart of the pandemic. how did you discover real estate? How, how'd you figure real estate out? I read a statistic and it changed my life. And that statistic was 90% of millionaires are because of real estate. When you hear a statistic because of that, and you can fact check me, feel free. I'll be happy to look at it with you. But it says 90, <laughs> 90% of real estate, of, of, of millionaires are real estate. And I fucking love it. Yeah, man. So that, awesome. that, that sounds like that was like... Uh a very pivotal uh, moment in your mindset. When you read that statistic, you were trying to figure out, you always had that entrepreneur mindset all along. And then you were trying to figure out, well, what's going to get me there? What's going to be that transition point from corporate America to being able to like have that lifestyle that I've always wanted and not work for somebody else. So when you read that, it kind of stood out to you that real estate, it was kind of like the foundation of how everybody gained their wealth over time. And that was that was similar to like how I started as well in Chicago. Like I read something similar and I realized um, you don't have to recreate the will. You, the blueprint's already made for, me, for you. You just need to absorb the knowledge and actually use the knowledge. So that's awesome, man. Really good. Knowledge is power, right? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. So what is your what is your investment, um, your personal investment look like 
um, nowadays, like your, your first investment, your second investment, and then what you guys have in the pipeline right now? Well, I'll go over that one second, but I said knowledge is power, but I want to elaborate on what I mean by that. So if people okay. say knowledge is power. I think knowing how to apply knowledge is power because there's a lot of smart people out there, but they don't, don't know how to apply it. Uh, they're not going anywhere. Right. So I just want to clarify that. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you, man. There's uh, yep. there's a lot smarter people out there than, than me, you and, and RJ that are engineers and they just, <laughs> they haven't found real estate, man. And that's the best <laughs> yeah. way to describe it. It's true. Now I, I, like I said, I'm not, you said the smart in this. I just, uh, smart. I just forgot what the hell the other question was. So feel free to elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. <laughs> uh, no, man. Uh, I was just, Go ahead, RJ. No, no, go ahead. It was your question. Yeah, man. I was, I was just asking you what your, uh, what your personal investment portfolio looks like from like the time that you started to the first property you bought, the second property, and then like what you guys have in the the pipeline right now. I'll, I'll tell you based off of personal, and then I'll go over a little bit over how me and my partner are structuring things as well. Right. So I bought my first investment property May of last year. I bought my first multifamily. Uh, it was, it's honestly, I tell everybody, I laugh every time I get it because I wasn't, I didn't even want to go to look at it. I was tired. I just got home from work. I was like, fuck this. I don't want to do shit. But actually it was my girlfriend who told me, Hey, go look at it. Just, just go. Trust me. I, she's, I was like, all right. So I went and I drove my, my happy ass over there in Alapata. And well, if you know Miami, so Miami is, you know, it's a big ass city. Um, but the, the, there's a lot of areas of, of redevelopment and a lot of growth potential. And Alapata is one of the main ones, right? So you got Wynwood. And if you look at Miami where it's located, Alapata, it's, it's centrally located, right? And it's the only place in Miami that has seven uh, metro stops, which Miami's pushing for uh, public transportation because their dumbasses didn't do public transportation in the old days. Sorry, I cursed mm-hmm. a lot. Um, so now they're pl- trying to play catch up. So they're, they're trying to rezone and, and, and update neighborhoods that have the metro so that more people live in a concentrated area so that they can just take the metro so that there's no need for the cars uh, as much right so that's what yeah. they're pushing so whatever back to what i was saying so now the pata I, I, I went to this property as soon as i walked in i was like i'm buying this property because i saw instant potential i mean it's a shit it was a shithole it, it's i mean it, it's sure. it but it's not a pata so i bought this property uh with a with an fha loan because FHA allows you to buy up to four units um, and with 3.5% down, I'm like, first of all, I ain't going to put 25% down on this shit. I'm going to go capitalize on this shit with an FHA loan. So yep. I was able to buy the FHA loan. Um, I was able to buy the units. And then I, I saw that this had potential because it's it was two buildings on the same folio. And I was like, this is perfect because I can have one unit. I can have this unit, these units here. Um, just be passive income on leases. But then I had a completely separate detached structure on the side with its own driveway and backyard. And it was a two one private, everything, private entrance, private, you know, backyard. I'm like, I'm going to Airbnb that shit. So it come, you know, October when that lease was over, I said, look, I'm sorry. I cannot renew your, your lease. I went in there and I gutted the whole place. We renovated it. We made it super trendy. Um, and bro, it's been it's been a blessing. It's been an absolute blessing. It's been active for now three months and it's been booked basically every single day. It's right next to Wynwood. So it's like being able to do that. Nice. Uh, and then my other property uh, come November, right before I had to close on it before November 13th, because I, I wanted to prove to myself that I can own two investment properties by the age of 26. So I was 26. So I was like, fuck this. And I went and bought a four unit in Opalaka and they were trying to push my closing uh, to after my birthday, but I was going to go to Cancun for 
on November 13th and on my birthday, I was like, hell no, we're closing this shit today. <laughs> so so I, I was able to say I closed two properties at 26. And then I'm, 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 so that's on my personal side. And then as a company and as a whole, my partner Pablo and I, we're working right now on a portfolio deal of around 40 units that we're going to be acquiring now. We're already under contract. Um, and we're going to be closing probably in the next four, 45 days, but 40 units here in Miami as a whole. So I'm nice. excited for that. Nice, yeah. man. I love that. I love how we went from, um, I guess, four units, four units, and now we're doing 40 units. So you just multiplied it by 10, um, <laughs> as the Grant Cardone would be, say, 10x, 10X whatever, whatever 10X. you want to say, man. So that's awesome, man. What was the, uh, what was the mind sh- shift in your head that you were like, all right, I'm doing these quadplexes. Now I'm going to go after a huge building. Like, What went, went through your mind for you to determine to take that big on of a project? At what are you 27, 28 now? Yeah, 27. I'm still 27 for like nine months. Please don't get on <laughs> You're 27, about to take down a 40 unit it building. It gets better. It gets better. Trust gets me. Better. Yeah, dude. 30 is, 30 is where the best years of my life. Mm-hmm. Dude, how old are you? You fucking look young as hell. I'm, th- <laughs> I'm 38. I turned 30. Nah, now. you're fucking with me, bro. What? Nah, the- <laughs> nah. 38. Yo, yeah, fuck. I hope I, look, dude, I hope I look like you when I'm 30. That's, that's <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> Thank Damn. you. Uh, but what, sorry, what were we just talking about? That's <laughs> your, mind, your mindset <laughs> shift, man. Your mindset <laughs> shift. Because, you know, a little bit of the premise of the, the, <clears throat> the podcast is, you know, overcoming those mental barriers. So mm-hmm. how, you know, how do you overcome that? There's so many people out there that are so afraid to do what you do. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, mindset barrier. One of the main ones was my partner. So him and I are, you know, First of all, we read we all read Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? Yep. Buy assets to pay off your liability. Mm-hmm. Sort of. So, so, <laughs> so I read I, six chapters and I said I hated the book. I read really? it in college. Yeah, I read oh, it in college. Okay. But I got the premise. Anyway, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Basically, yeah. buy, buy assets to, to pay off whatever the fuck you want to enjoy yourself with, right? Type of thing. Uh, so I told my partner and I at the beginning, well, at the end of last year, we're like, look, we both want company cars, right? I'm like, yeah, damn right we do. He's like, well, <laughs> And, and so this is how I tell you, him and I are our opposite. I'm balls to the wall, run through 10,000 walls. I'm going to knock, I'm going to hit walls I wasn't supposed to hit, but I'm still keep going, right? He's more of like, well, if that wall's there, why don't you just go around it and then go over the one you're supposed to type of thing? So we have that, that, that difference. So I was like, look, let's just get the cars and we'll figure it out later. He's like, no, we have to buy a minimum of 15 units, minimum. 15 units to be able to pay for the company cars and then we can continue going off of that i was like all right fine well we're buying 40 so now i'm getting the company car but basically that was one of the main things because it was more of a motivation for myself um and also the biggest switch was just seeing how much growth you can have in this industry and how much you jack up the rents and then you refinance out of it the amount of liquid cash you can get from it that's motivation enough and plus i'm a big guy i'm a big thinker of generational wealth. So that's my biggest motivation and my why is, you know, I just, I was just reading something the other, I was listening to something the other day. It takes one person to change a family tree forever. And I want to be that person for my family. There you go. I love that. Awesome. If we rewind it a little bit, it sounds like building that team was also a pivotal moment. So having somebody that supplements and has strengths in areas that maybe you're you have weaknesses and having that person there to maybe hold you accountable as well. You guys are going to do big things. 
that is the biggest thing I could say is if not, that is the, has to be the biggest thing. Um, I have weaknesses. Everybody does. And I have strength. I am one of the best salespeople I know. I'm not the most organized and I'm not the best at finances. <laughs> if I was in charge of finances, I, I won't have money in my bank account. I don't <laughs> it's, it's, it's the truth. And my partner's my complete opposite. I'm he's very, when we go into a conversation and we have to negotiate his his character is automatically to sit back hear everything, but he's going to use it against you because he's going to listen to every single word you say and that. Me, I'm just going to go balls to the wall right then and there. So it's just, he's a ninja. <laughs> and I'm war. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's, so I think that's, that's a really important thing that a lot of people don't think about when they go into partnerships. People usually go into partnerships because of the fact that they're scared to do something by themselves. And they don't ask themselves, what is this partner going to bring to the table that I already don't bring to the table? And then what happens is these people join these partnerships and then they dissolve it after a few months. And then it's just like a terrible situation. So you got to, before you go into a partnership, you have to realize, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at negotiating. I'm bad at running finances. Um, I need to find somebody that are good at those two things and then join a partnership. So it closes the gap in the time frame to get these deals done. And that's just something that nobody really thinks about these days. It's all about, I'm scared. I'm scared to do a deal by myself. So let me, let me call Jose, come over here and hold my hand while I um, do this deal. So I think that that's a great point, but I think a lot of it has to do with transparency and honesty with yourself. Cause a lot of people are afraid to admit their weaknesses. So when they go into partnerships and say they're not comfortable with something, they're just not outspoken about it. So it gets swept under the rug. There's no communication. And then all of a sudden you don't know why a certain person's acting away. So there has to be a lot of trust involved. You have to make yourself vulnerable. There has to be communication as well. I, I 100% agree with you. Um, you have to become vulnerable. You have to become that person becomes your partner, right? Like it's, it's, an, it's you have your partner yep. relationship wise, and then you have your partner as you in know, business. business. Yeah. And he, luckily I got a, I was able to be, have a best friend that happened to pick up all my shit that I don't, I'm not good at. Uh, yep. So we already had that trust. So we got lucky in in this instance, but it's, it's so true. I talked to the fucking guy, like more than I talked <laughs> to my girlfriend and, and I'm like, dude, like, yeah, <laughs> It's, it is crazy because we have to balance that best friend, business partner relationship, but we were in the yeah. office together every day till 11 o'clock at night. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, Raul, what what's the number one piece of advice that you'd give to our listeners? Somebody that wants to get in real estate that has these uh, mindset barriers, that's afraid to do what you're doing, what we are doing. What's the number one piece of advice you'd give them? Perseverance. That's the number one thing I always tell everybody. It just takes one person. And once it, once you get that first deal, it's a domino effect. That's my honest truth. Um, life experience. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I'm, I've teach my agents, which we can talk about a little bit of a while, but I teach my agents just to continue persevering, call, 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 door knock, do whatever the hell you need to do uh, to be able to get in front of as many people. It's a numbers game, right? Uh, so if you have a thick skin, uh, or you have to have a thick skin this you're going to get so many no's but once you get that one yes you better make sure you capitalize on that yep yeah i couldn't have said that better another question i wanted to ask you is what is what does your day-to-day -day look like how how do you keep moving the needle forward um do you wake up every morning do you take a shower do you drink coffee or what does that look like how do you how he's do you hype motivated? man he don't drink coffee <laughs> oh yeah true <laughs> i forgot I man. Tell. 
I got caffeine in my fucking blood, bro. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, they got these they got these coladas and they just put it in the the pipes in Miami, man. So when you're drinking water, you're really drinking pot, uh, coffee. Those Cubans yeah. love coffee down there, man. And they say uh, the reason crystal meth hasn't hit Miami is because we have coladas. Because that <laughs> get out of here. that Cuban coffee hit different, man. Um, but in all honesty, right now I'm a little my my schedule's been you know messed up because I've, I'm in the transition to the move and I have to wait here until I can get to my new crib. But typically, man, you wake up and first thing I, I do is check my emails because you have to backtrack and keep, keep up with those and then shower and then get straight to the office, man. I, I like to just try to get there. My my ass has gotten fatter and I stopped hitting the gym as much as I used to. But because right now we're in hyper growth mode and you, I try to put every second, every time, every every minute into my business right now because, you know, real estate is a game. When it's high, it's high. When it's low, it's, it's low. And so I'm trying to capitalize as much as I can while the market is at where it's at. So that's why my, my whole needle right now is just making sure this company keeps growing, 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 keep getting all my deals, keep closing and building the relationships. My, my, my role in the company has definitely changed over the years. I didn't think I would be where I am today as quick as I got here, thank God. But definitely it's changed. I went from having to be a producer, producer, producer to now having to be a relationship builder, maybe a relationship maintainer, teacher all this at the same time. So it's, it's definitely been different, but that's how we keep pushing the needle uh, as you asked me. Thank you. Thank you for that. But I also, I do want to talk about a little bit on how we're different. I'm sorry. If it, in the sense of yeah, like, go ahead. you know, cause you're talking about pushing the needle, right? It, it's a team effort. Like you had mentioned RJ, I've created a team where it's my partner and I, we now have agents and we also have salaried employees. Um, something that's a little bit different than other, you know, uh, brokerages. Um, so we started, how, how we continue growing is we're more hands-on. You're going to jo- go join a, a brokerage and you're going to be taught classes and, and like, oh, you're going to watch this video and that shit's going to teach you. That shit's uh, set up for failure because there's no shit, not a chance in hell you're going to learn what you need to learn to be able to go out there and, and be successful. So when it calls to cold calling, who the fuck's cold calling with you? I'm cold calling with you. You're going to see me. You're going to go over that. I just taught a rebuttal class the other day that, you know, we were able to create a chart on on how to basically, if you're on the phone and somebody gives you, I literally says F you number. So if somebody <laughs> calls and their, pro- their property is worth 2 million and say 10 million, I have three rebuttals on how to overcome that. And you're going to ask him those that. And then it's basically a chart on how to continue following the rebuttals. Because typically when this rebuttal sure, happens, sure. he's going to hit you with one of these and you just continue going out of the chart. And by the time you realize yeah. the guy's like, fuck it, I'll sell for two and a half million dollars. All right, great. Now we can fucking make a deal happen, right? So, and also door knocking, right? So I've, 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 you know, we've, we've been really good at that. We do the old school tactics. I don't market shit. Like, uh, yeah, we have a marketing team, like, like making the beautiful flyers, you know, it's good, presentable. Uh, it's great to keep an image for the company, but going door to door, nobody's going to do that shit with you. So I go door to door with my agents. My partner goes door to door. And then we have some seasoned um, individuals now that go with them and constantly do this. So you can see this hand-to-hand interaction. There's nothing like that, especially in the market like Miami, where everything is relationship-based, especially in the Hispanic culture, which is majority Cubans. They're not going to trust some fucking random person who doesn't even speak their language to come in there and just have a conversation with them. No, you got to build that relationship, you know, manifest it. We, we just cl- we're in the process right now of, of a big-ass deal a $6 million deal. And we were not getting anywhere until we invited the the sellers and the buyers to come eat lunch and they broke bread. Now they're like, let's fucking get the deal done. It just took that little thing Mm -hmm. to make it happen. It's everything, man. Nice. Everything. Putting a face with a voice, like understanding who somebody is, it'll get the deal done for sure. I appreciate that as well. That was actually one of my first jobs. Cold calling, telemarketing and canvassing, we called it. We used to canvas door door for vinyl exterior replacement products 
I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's basically windows, uh, windows, doors, soffit, fascia, siding. Oh, okay. You know, you just walk around doors. I noticed you got drafty windows here while we're in the area doing work, and we'd love to give you a free quote. But tell me that didn't make you a better person and better sales. It did. Absolutely. It was my first venture into sales and absolutely it uh, builds social skills. Perseverance, like you said, one of the best things that I really liked you, you saying earlier and I is uh, basically that you run through walls, no matter what it is, you're going to keep going. You'll run through 10,000 walls. You'll get up and do it again. I think our personalities are very similar in that regard. My wife is actually exactly like your business partner, a little bit more <laughs> calculated. <laughs> so it does it does have that yin and yang. But you are right. Sales in general, everything sales, right? So absolutely. Um, so Raul, what do you what do you do for fun? Uh, tell us a little bit about you on a personal side. Um, outside of real estate personal side uh okay well uh, come weekends bro I'm, I'm i'm chilling with my girl like that's for sure doing that because i work too damn much and i need to just disconnect but i love to uh jet ski bro i like to be in the water you know you live in miami go get in the water uh be on the beaches things like that i like to do adventure so and bro i like to travel that's another big thing why i started my own company it's because i can i can go on a two-week trip and nobody can say shit and I have my, mm-hmm. well, I have my partner. He might complain a little bit, but he's not going <laughs> to say he can handle the company. Uh, but dude, traveling, that's honestly what I like to do. If they were up to me, I'd be leaving every week. It's awesome, that's man. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, you you created this company to give the lifestyle that you wanted for yourself and it just shows right there what you're able to do and leave whenever you want to. So that's great. Um, Imagine only 2,000 units. You can do whatever the hell you want yeah. and never have to worry about a damn thing. Yeah, exactly. Is that, is that where your portfolio is at? How, my- how many units are in your portfolio currently after this next 40 we'll be at like 48 awesome. not bad okay i want to i want to our goal is to be at 100 by next year nice awesome yeah but the hype is not just a brokerage we're, we're but we are pivoting into the uh, development as well as the okay. uh, private equity side we are already doing that yeah awesome. you guys are definitely growing a lot down there in miami man i'm gonna see you on uh, the times pretty soon so looking forward so- to that so if people want to reach out to you, want to learn about the Hype Group, are visiting Miami and want to meet you for coffee, how do they get a hold of you? I get, they can call me on my personal cell phone number. They can or do I, Am I allowed to give that out on here? I don't know how that works. If, it's up that's to you, up to man. you. That's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. What is it? I need it. Yeah, well, it's uh, 786-503-5583. You guys can call me. I'll be happy to help you and talk about real estate. I think I, I, I could talk about this all day. I think my girlfriend gets annoyed because I can have a conversation about real estate for like five hours and her just be like, eh, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, she likes it though. But um, also uh, you guys can reach out to me on my Instagram. Um, the the company with Instagram is the Hype Real Estate Group. Um, just just like that, the Hype Real Estate Group on, on IG. And you can re- reach me on my email at the raul at thehypegroup.com. I'm happy to help, happy to push forward, happy to get new agents, happy to, you know, just continue growing, right? That's the only way you can grow, getting your name out there. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah, we'll go ahead and list all that in the show notes. And as always, thank you, Raul, for taking the time today to talk to us. Yeah, man. Thank awesome you. having you. Appreciate you. I wish to look like you like I'm 138, RJ. <laughs> Yo, you made it to the end. You're one step closer to changing your mindset, discovering your true potential. If you like what you heard, share our podcast and leave us a review. Send us a note. 
We'd love to hear from you. Catch you next week.